Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to Soul Sessions. I'm Amanda Rieger Green. It is a delight and a blessing to have the legendary Stuart Pierce on the show today. I can't wait for you to experience our conversation. Stuart's intriguing journey, punctuated by the wheel of destiny at play in his life, is an incredible expression of living one's divine path. Stuart was born to a distinguished family dedicated to serving British royalty. Yet during his early years, he was unable to conform to societal expectations, due in part to his dyslexia and energetic sensitivity to the world of spirit. At a young age, he found solace and resonance through sound. In 1987, Stuart experienced a life-changing encounter and received a divine transmission from 12 radiant orbs, revealing themselves as the angels of Atlantis. He has been spreading their loving grace and sacred teachings about enlightenment across the globe ever since. As a world-renowned voice and presence coach over the last 40 years, Stuart has inspired change during key moments of history, giving voice to visionary figures like Margaret Thatcher and Diana Princess of Wales. Stuart helps thought leaders and changemakers to achieve a more authentic presence as they ignite their radiance to broadcast their message in the world. Today, Stuart brings to us a message imbued with hope, and inspiration. He helps us remember that we are beings crafted for joy, vitality, and co-creation with nature, universe, and divine forces. As we step into our sovereignty, we discover our intrinsic worth, power, and creative energies. Stuart is a true emissary of the divine walking among us. Let's dive in. Stuart, welcome. It is a delight to join you today, be in your presence, and have you share not only your wisdom and experience, but your resonance with the Soul Sessions audience. Thank you for being here. 
Well, it's my pleasure, and you're you're such a honey. So it's a glorious opportunity to be here and to share on this quality because I know that we've already begun a pre-show conversation. It's a very high vibration, so. It's a blessing to be here. This is a blessing for me and for all you listeners out there. Many of you know I've I have spoken about Stuart Pierce, but also the Angels of Atlantis. And and if you know, I have recommended his beautiful channeled oracle deck, the Angels of Atlantis, as a tool, as an oracle, as a guide to help you tap into your essence, utilizing the divine gifts that the angels give us. So thank you for being here today, Stuart. It's an absolute pleasure. This is what life is all about. It is. I spoke with my sister a few months ago. I had her on the podcast, and this is my half-sister. And one of the things that I shared was, in this lifetime, she delights me. She brings me delight. And I, I wax towards serious and intense, and I know at this stage, if I close my heart to joy, delight, bliss, this immense opportunity through my heart, I'm missing out. So anyone who brings in the energies of delight and joy tells me I'm on the right track or I'm where I'm supposed to be or that the world is expanding. Our lives are expanding, not contracting. Oh, absolutely. And of course, you know, as, as we know, we can get into this slightly later, that there is there is a lot of chaos and havoc in the world, yes. which is of attracting energy, because that's what the old paradigm of the patriarchy was all about. And all we have to do is to lean into our systems to see that patriarchy is essentially about control, coercion, and manipulation. And they're all contracting forces. But the point is that what we're doing is creating a new paradigm and therefore a new a new mental pattern, a new gestalt, which is all about freedom and collaboration yes. and the delight that you were talking about. Because we're here for one simple reason. Our purpose is to optimize our creativity full of love and joy. That's why we're here. What we've been taught is to run around trying to find out what our purpose is. You know, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I do this? And actually, we can do all of it if it works for us, meaning if it's in alignment with our the way that our mental body works, what our desires are, and what our God-given gifts are. All we need to do is to be with that joy. And when we're not feeling joy of finding a way of being able to transmute the difficulty, the challenge, sometimes the suffering, as we well know, into the pathway of peace. Yes. And through collaboration, what you just shared about collaboration, I find more pressing than ever. We need community. We need people. And yes, divine collaboration with our, with the angels, with our guides, with our souls, our oversouls all of the beautiful powers that be, but also with our people, people who help hold space for us, whether it is joyful space or it is space of sorrow, people who can sustain that for us and with us, we are not alone. In in a multitude yeah. of ways, we are not alone. And it's so funny because oftentimes I will speak with people and I say, who are your people? Who are your friends? Who's your go-to when you're sad? Who's your go-to when you're joyful? And someone will say, well, I, I don't know. And that is when my heart aches. And I said, you've got to find them. That is your intention this year is to connect and to connect wholly and vulnerably so you feel safe, so we learn to trust. There's a lot of mistrust that is this illusion. And, and it can be real, too. It, it absolutely can be real, but that we're breaking through. Yes. And there's a tremendous amount of information in the breath of today, isn't there? 
I don't just mean literally today, but at this time, we're all recognizing that many of our relationships, whether they be professional or personal, are really toxic. Yes. And so what we're beginning to do is to discernibly negotiate what those relationships are, are all about, thank the people who were in relationship with us if we need to leave, thank them for whatever their gifts have been, and then we leave. And as a result of that, another huge clarion call comes through us where we suddenly begin to realize discernibly what sort of people do I want to be with. And that's when we start bringing our soul tribe to us because magnetically vibrating the possibility of what that dream is. And then our kindred spirits come. I mean, you have them, I know. I have countless stories that are either my own stories or stories that are shared with me about how somebody's faced the odds mm-hmm. uh, have found a way of being able to discern, well, I don't want to live my life this way. This is just full of suffering. So what do I need to do or be to move into transcendent promise? And then as soon as they're there, all these remarkable people suddenly feel their life. They show up as if by magic, which it is. It's miraculous. It's otherworldly. And the otherworldly is now. The other world yeah. is now. I have a good friend, and she says, where is God? God is now. And it's such a simple way of remembering where is the miraculous, where is the solution, where is the abundance? It's now. The hope, fill in your blank. It is now. Yeah. And now more than ever, as you and I were speaking of in 2024, from 2023 to 2024, there was this magnetic door that opened, and it is really ushering in some of the higher the highest vibrations of light i've ever experienced but also with that it's the polarity of the darkness the heaviness that i can go through a multitude of transmutations in a given day and it is it can be exhausting when i don't practice my self care or when we don't practice our self care however that looks sometimes it's a nap or it's healthy food and water exercise meditation and sometimes for me it's i i, I go to this often is the grocery store when i go to the grocery store i i can get the things on my list but i also feel free and spontaneous and i enjoy interacting with people in the world freely by a smile or a simple interaction and being reminded of the quality of humanity, putting up the cart for someone, someone opening a door for me or getting something off a shelf. That happens for me out in public in the world and it creates a sense of expansion And sometimes I may not be finding that in my own circumstances or day. So I go out in the world to find it. Yeah. Well, all that you've just described to me is you choose to go to the grocery store as an action of grace, as an expression of grace. And of course, if we choose to do this, which is given a preliminary energy of delight because it's great being gracious. Being gracious. And it's wonderful receiving grace. So if we actually feel, ah, this is something I can do consciously so that I'm really present to the nature of what it is to be a vessel or an agency of grace, then we're really doing what God's work is all about. And the angels immediately flood through us. You know, what what I was reminded of also when you were giving the litany of the different things that you do that helps you transmute any of the challenges into freedom is also the the power of stillness in our lives today. 
of being still. Now, many of us find that very difficult. And I don't just mean being inert or being passive or being couch potato. I mean of literally finding stillness within through breath, through chant, through prayer, being in nature and listening to the movement of the watercourses, the singing of the birds, the barking of the elk. I mean, whatever it may be. Getting away from these computer screens. So I find if I look outside, there's a gorgeous sunrise right now. It is luminous in rays of color I can't even describe. But looking outside out the window instead of at a screen to something that is natural and even supernatural, I began to resonate with that so simply. And it's so accessible. That's what I think many people may not know or realize or remember. We can forget it. I'm human. I need to be reminded. I have a quick forgetter. So that it, we are capable of connecting with something quantum and greater if we just look for it and call it in. Absolutely. And therefore we're led because it's an intrinsic part of us, an inherent part. It's part of our divine blueprint. We're led to two things, stillness and flow. Simultaneously sometimes as well. You're looking out and seeing and glorying in the sun rise. We suddenly begin to realize, oh my goodness me, so there is this force that I am part of, this this universal eternal force that has my greatest want, desire, way of being in consciousness. You know, in other words, what I'm what I'm really saying is that I believe that the universe is a love letter written to us by the divine. And that if we can actually just tune into, we can lean into the wonder, the beauty, just as you've just expressed it by looking into the sunrise. It's also an extraordinary day here today, whereas yesterday I'm in the city of London and it was very grey. And today the pressure is high and the sky is blue and the sun is shining and it's chilly. So it all you know, wakes us up in this really positive way. But if we can actually see that by tuning into these wonders of nature, that we're actually being given an opportunity to realize that the divine is asking us to gain dominion over all material forms. And by leaning into the glory and the wonder and the awe, we automatically begin to understand ways of living the vibration of truth, which is that we're hardwired for joy, we're hardwired for vitality, we're hardwired for great health. And to go back to one of the themes that popped up about 60 beats ago, we're hardwired for co-creation, co-creation with nature, co-creation with the universe, which is nature, co-creation with the divine, co-creation with the angels, and co-creation with our kindred spirits. But if we're in relationships that are not co-creative, much of the past is based on competition and not collaboration, then we need to renegotiate our way forward, excelling into another truth. Yes. I feel that that's what I've been able to do with my life, because my early life was, was challenged, like many of us have been, because I saw the multidimensional universe and spoke about what I was seeing, and people looked at me in a very dazed form. Now I understand what their fear was all about, because after all, I was born just after a world war, and so everybody was traumatized. I was born in the early 50s. And I couldn't do what they wanted me to do. I couldn't read. I'm dyslexic. 
And I couldn't, both in terms of the written word and also in terms of the numeracy, I couldn't orchestrate myself through all of that thinking process because I was so in touch with the multidimensional universe. I was asking for the angels to show me a way to go. And what they've now led me to is all of the special skills that we all have intuitively that I can begin to organize myself in a 3D language. But of course, what went with it was a tremendous amount of punishment and disapprobation, not from my loving mother, who was always there unconditionally, you know, scooping up in her arms and providing me with tenderness and care. She was a paragon of unconditional love. But my father certainly wasn't. <laughs> he was frightened. And that I find oftentimes when people misunderstand us, it it creates fear. So, And we've all experienced that on a personal level and sometimes on bigger levels. So speak more about your personal journey and, and where you grew up, because it is quite fascinating in, in the family you grew up in and, and the circles that you were intimately privy to and, and the genesis mm. of that. And, and how it evolved, and, and especially with the alchemy of voice and voice coaching, the lives you've touched. So touch on the bits as f- you feel called. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. So I began in life being born into a family that were royal servants. So my, both my mother and father were involved with the British royal family. So I was born into all of that. And so there was on one level a, a, a position of vibrational privilege right. in, in relation to that. Because intimate royal servants live through a system of grace and favor. 
which is very much the sort of noblesse oblige, you know, the noble line, were these people are looking after us, so we will look after them. So I was brought up in all of this. And of course, introduced to service and introduced to duty and introduced to tradition and introduced to heritage, <laughs> which have all been really powerful themes in my life. Now, in understanding what our karmic interweaving patterns are all about, because obviously that whole system is now no longer appropriate for us. In other words, in a very simplistic way, in the past, we looked to the king or the queen for leadership in relation to our sovereignty because they were the sovereign. Now I believe that what's happening is that archetypal energy is shifting and we're discovering our own sovereignty so that we can literally feel wherever we are in our lives, whatever our walk of life, that the king, queen within us is balanced. It's one of the key archetypes so that we learn what our richness is, what our worth is, and what our power is. And I don't mean in suppression of other, I mean in relation to the expression of our creative energies, because that's what we're here to do. We're here to optimize our creativity full of love and joy. So there I was in this situation, <laughs> and I was so aware of, I can remember from the very, very early times, you know, I must have been three, three, four, I became aware of these lights around me. And within the lights were sounds, were these extraordinary harmonic beats and rhythmic waves of sound. And I began to realize that this light here was my guardian force, my guardian angel. And this light here that always came as an amethyst, violet or purple light was Archangel Michael. And that whatever happened to me as I went to school, as I was just saying, and experienced a trouble educational existence because I couldn't do what they wanted the, me to do, all the other children could seemingly do it very easily, but I couldn't. So I found that these lights carried me through that, even though there was a wave of anger and discipline and disapprobation, because at that time, the way to discipline a child into intelligence was to beat them. And so I was beaten a tremendous amount and ostracized by class members. However, I kept going with all of that up until about seven years of age, where I realized there was no point in interacting with all of this, and that what I needed to do was to shut up, because I've always enjoyed speaking. <laughs> the, the physical sensuality and sensoriness of speaking, I've always enjoyed. Unusual that I should become a voice coach. So I shut up for two years. I went into complete mute, mutism. And that made me get still inside, even though I was very young and very grounded. I know, therefore, that in the prior years, I was not grounded at all. I was just floating all over the place. So understandably, people would say, what, what are you doing? Get something to do. You know, because I would just be floating around being with the spirit of, of what I saw as being the universe. And saw lots of ghosts, you know, because I was brought up in old buildings that one particular building that had been there since the 12th century. So, you know, there are a lot of dead people around. So I was very easy with all of this, a little bit like The Sixth Sense, the movie The Sixth Sense. But being still was really very extraordinary. I mean, it was difficult for those people on the outside of me, but it was very extraordinary. And particularly developing a relationship, a very profound relationship with my brother, who's a year older, because he was my code breaker. He could read uh. all of this. So say, what Stuart means is, you know, and it became this sort of sibling game. <laughs> and he was always very right. He's immensely intuitive. However, when I came out of spe speechlessness, 
I just had to hum and sing. So I was humming and singing, and my mother said, you know, darling, you're always singing. I think you should be in a church choir. Yes. So I was put into a church choir. Uh, No, I didn't know what I was singing because I had the book in front of me. You know, I observed that code of conduct, being a little chorister, you know, with a rough and a surplus and all that stuff, standing there looking very pure. So I just copied the other boys. And then suddenly, in relation to the duration of the note and the rhythm of the melody and my breath, the words dropped in and I started reading for the first time. So this was nine, ten years of age. And then everybody was relieved because I could retain how to read. And obviously, readership is really significant to us in the world. And so that's what began to happen. And people kept saying to me, there's something about your voice. You're nothing about everything else, but there's something about your voice. So when they spoke, their energy fields flared and there was pleasure in them, whereas I'd always contracted people prior to that, which was also quite frightening for me. So I went with that flair and I started to use my voice creatively by expanding my vocabulary. And then, of course, you know, at high school, people said to me, you know, why don't you join the drama group? And I thought, what's that? So I went and the people there were really cool. But somebody said, there's something about your voice. You should be an actor. Whereas I wasn't academic. So I went in that direction. And fortunately, in the early 70s, I became an actor and worked with some of the great actors of today. You know, so I was taught well by looking at them and learning through their example. So I worked as an actor through the 70s, was very successful, ended up on Broadway and off-Broadway, got a contract for a big movie, you know, I was going to become the greatest actor of the 20th century. This was all in the States where I was living. And um, the telephone rang because obviously this is before cell phones and emails. And it was my brother saying, what are you doing? And I said, well, you know, I'm packing everything up and I'm moving to Hollywood because this is where we're making the movie. And he said, you need to know mom's got terminal cancer and she's got three months to live. What are you going to do? So I decided in that moment, of course, I needed to come back to the United Kingdom to nurse her. Our father had died three years prior. They both died very young. And I let the movie go. And that was an extraordinary experience. I nursed her for a year. And as sad as it was, she then passed. And then remarkable opportunities came to me. And I transited from being an actor into training actors as a voice coach. And what happened was a very extraordinary woman whom I'd worked with at the Royal Shakespeare Company, who was the voice director, called me and said, what are you doing? I haven't seen you for a long time. And I said, I'm not doing anything. I'm being this. And then she said, well, why didn't you come and teach for me? And there's this woman I'd like you to go and work with. She was extraordinary, Miss Cicely. <laughs> and the woman was Margaret Thatcher. So three weeks later, there I was walking into Downing Street to work with Margaret Thatcher. And that was effective. You know, I was able to help Margaret in, this was what, 1980. And and as people can already hear, it's the hand of fate. Sometimes the door is seemingly full of sorrow. I, I lost my mother last year and I cared for her for a year. There's a parallel right there. And my husband and I were living overseas. We were living in Belize and we moved back to care for her in her last year of life. My father died when I was 18. So we made this decision to come back. 
And it's, of course, been a divine setup, but through a tremendous amount of delicacy, sorrow, and utter bliss. So you come back, you make this decision, you you leave the United States in this career that is budding of yours, seemingly in the direction that you you are wanting to go and excited about. But you put your finger on it, you know, it was the wheel of destiny clunking around showing me that something else would be, you know, it was intended for me. Because after all, my injection was that I was born into a life of service. So I realized that I needed to literally allow my entire life through the orientation of service. I just didn't know quite which aspect would be revealed. And of course, I'm shorthanding a very big story. When my mother died, two days after her dying, she came to me. And that was an extraordinary rite of passage because the weeping suddenly ceased. Because there she was saying, no more tears, pure joy, because I'm always going to be with you just from a different zone. And I'm going to mistress mind your career. Watch what happens. And that's almost a day later, the telephone rang, and this huge doorway opened, and I moved from that terminal suffering into the development of the last 45 years or whatever it is. So you ended up on Downing Street working with Margaret Thatcher, which is an incredible story, and then other doors opened. Now, there are many personalities there that I've been very fortunate, and each person has taught me something, you know, because they're very remarkable when you're called to greatness, as we all are, that we have, we, you know, we have certain rewards, certain gifts, or certain information to impart. So I became a sponge and sponged it all up. But of course, I also had this burgeoning consciousness as a spiritual being, which had been there in childhood. I'd sort of not... I I hadn't really attended to it. I just let life happen. And then suddenly when I started becoming responsible for human beings as a voice coach, and particularly running a department, a voice department in one of Britain's leading drama schools, you know, as soon as you start working on somebody's voice, you're working with their intimate beingness. And I would feel intuitively all the old impulses of my psyche opening. And I would say, you know, what is this weight that you have around your heart? It has something to do with your mother. And I feel that she's passed recently. And I would I would very gently and tenderly approach it that way rather than, by the way, your mother's standing here talking to me. <laughs> and people say, what are you talking about? So I realized that <laughs> the information I was sharing was accurate. So I, I started meditating. I found myself being drawn to India to meet the great avatars there. Not all of them, but one or two of them. And they taught me remarkably about how I could begin to manage my life. You know, principally, one of them said to me, you worry, 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 worry. What's the point of worrying when you can pray? And that was one of the most extraordinary things that had ever been said to me because it showed me that life is dualistic and that when we're feeling something, although when we're feeling something in suffering, it feels as though there's only that. But actually, in the reality of the cosmos, there is always an alternative through the vibrational currency of this planet. So it showed me how whenever I felt fearful, I needed to start praying, or I'm a great believer in affirmation. And you know, to jump forward in time, one of the great people that I had the most extraordinary experience of working with would for two years was Diana. 
and she was just beginning to emerge through the divorce from Charles the last two years of her life. I started working with her just after the Martin Bashir Panorama interview. And what was important for Diana was to ground herself in the holy instant through affirmation. So I started using affirmations with her because of my own experience, you know, 30 years prior, where I was actually able to really feel all of that energy burgeoning. I think that is fascinating because so many people in multi-generations feel like they knew Diana and that was one of her gifts of vulnerability and presence. And you helped her, and I know this because I know about you and, and your gifts and work, but cultivate her voice, her true register, so it would emulate right. out and she could feel more comfortable in her own skin. But I love what you're sharing about affirmation because it has been extremely profound in my life. And I, I remember I had been a seeker and a searcher from, from a very young age and was working to put the puzzle pieces together and understand and feeling misunderstood. I even have an undergrad in religion and theology. I was always searching and studying the great mystics, and but I could never feel that transcendent experience that was written about, stories told with all the great writers and scholars and theologians. It was just beyond my grasp, and it took a turn in my late 20s, early 30s through the darkest night of my soul. And for me, it was alcoholism and addiction. And I had, I'm a need for speed. So usually it was more success and drive, but then I became tired. And, and once, once that doorway opened, the alcohol and addiction took me down very rapidly. And when I had that moment of waking up, the gift of desperation, I love that acronym for God, the gift of desperation. And I decided something has to be done about this, and I don't have the answers. I need more. But I remember probably two weeks into a treatment center, I was 32, and I had sat on the porch with a woman, and we were talking about Wayne Dyer. And I didn't know who Wayne Dyer was at the time. And she said, oh, mm-hmm. Wayne. And, and she's, you know, she's spouting off all of these brilliant things about Wayne and the power of I am. And, but she said something to me that broke space and time. Because when space and time breaks, we hear something, we know it, we remember, and hopefully heed the call. And she said, one of the things that he says is at night when you go to bed, you know, whatever you go to bed on is what you're marinating in. And I thought at that point I had been passing out or going to bed thinking, I don't want to wake up anymore. So all of that flashed before me very rapidly. And she said, but he suggests, you know, using your I am statements. So when I got into bed that night in my little twin bed in my treatment center, I allowed myself to sink into the sheets. And Stuart, the moment in my mind's eye, I said, I am. I mean, before I could even formulate it in my mind's eye, a flood of love, loving, worthy of love, humble, humility, grace, kindness, joy, passion. I mean, it flooded and downloaded so fast. And I could feel that moment of transcendence that I had been searching for for 32 years. And my soul very clearly said to me, we've been waiting for you to talk to us. My, and my soul comes in this multidimensional form of we or they. It's this, this consciousness, everything that ever was or ever will be. And so it's like a choir of myself said, we've been waiting for you to ask. 
Anyway, so that's how it flooded in is through affirmation, but divine communion. It was divine communion in the most unlikely of spaces, in a twin bed, in a treatment center where my life was broken. It actually broke open. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. When we let go and let God in, which is what the breaking is seemingly about, and we're very sturdy beings, so we can repair the breakage. You see, isn't that extraordinary, that moment of I am? Now, that's what the experience for me in 1987 when I met the angel. I needed to awaken onto another higher octave of energy. So the context was that there I was, you know, from 1980 onwards, developing this career as a voice coach and muscling up my own psyche, muscling up my own intuition and developing an ethos, developing an ability to be able to communicate to myself and other what this extraordinary expansion of metaphysicality was all about that we were experiencing then, which was called the New Age. And a friend of mine said, look, I'm going to open a crystal store in a town in Somerset called Glastonbury. And I said, oh, yeah, I know Glastonbury. I love Glastonbury in my ignorance. And so he said, well, why don't you come down and give people readings, you know, give 15 or half an hour readings, because so many people are going to be there because it's this remarkable festival called the Harmonic Convergence. Mm -hmm. 
And then this was a very extraordinary time, which was one of the great watersheds for our movement of today, the human potential movement of today, which was when, the, the, as far as the Mayan people was concerned, a unique constellation was opening in the heavens that was bringing in extraordinary energies. And the Mayan prophecy was that 144,000 rainbow light warriors would be awoken. Okay, so there I was reading for people in this crystal store, and the energies were so vast and powerful that I felt a level of fatigue in my body. So during the lunch break, I climbed the high hill of the Tor. Tor is a Celtic word meaning sacred hill. I climbed it, St. Michael's Mount, and started meditating because, of course, I'd been taught when you need to recover energy, there is a multitude of supply of energy in the universe. Go and meditate, get still, breathe, and if you can, chant. So I'm sitting on the tour chanting and then moved into a moment of stillness. And in the moment of stillness, a doorway opened in my consciousness and I heard these remarkable sounds that were completely otherworldly. And I was so surprised as I opened my eyes, I said, I am the divine. And a doorway opened, I opened my eyes, and there were 12 orbs in front of me. And one of these orbs, which was amethyst or purple or violet, said, we are the angels of Atlantis, and we bring you a temple of sound healing that you will call the alchemy of voice. And a light penetrated through my body on a diagonal through my heart, and it felt as though the whole of my neurology, the whole of my nervous system was being upset, was being startled. It felt a little bit like a heart attack. So I breathed deeply and grounded myself and all of those symptoms passed. And there was this extraordinary chorus in my ears. These 12 orbs began to dissipate after about half an hour, but they were brilliant orbs of light. They were, hard, they were vast. I mean, they were 10, 11 feet in diameter. You know, they weren't little orbs. They were big orbs. And these different colors, 12 altogether. A sacred number. Numbers are, for me, as sound has been your channel, your portal, numbers, and I'm not a great mathematician, but when I see numbers, I see frequencies, and then it opens up a gateway. If somebody tells me a number or their birthday, of course, I understand astrology and Pythagorean numerology, but it was as if I always knew. I know numbers. So that great number 12, which has a vibration of one, two, three, which is, yes, a very high vibrational frequency. So these 12 orbs that would be the angels. So these 12 orbs, and of course, you know, just to drop in, 12 is the resonance frequency of the cosmos. Seven is the re resonance frequency of our planet. So we think of the seven dwarves, the seven last words of Christ, the seven chakra, the seven notes in the octave, etc., etc. But now we're awakening to 12 at this time of huge awakening. Now, look, I mean, after this experience, I was a lovesick teenager. You know? <laughs> I, wanted to I wanted to talk about it. And they said, no, we were now going to teach you for the next 12 years. And what that meant that on the path of life, the masters come. You know this, when the student is ready, the masters come. So remarkable people came. I, was, I, I spent a lot of time in Egypt. And so wisdom, a wisdom keeper stepped forward. I found myself also in Istanbul, in Turkey, and a Sufi master stepped forward. And I was drawn to a Native American elder in the early, seven, in the early 90s, rather, in New Mexico, who I worked with for three years, who was a very powerful shaman, very, very powerful magic man. So these, 
all of these energies developed and developed and developed until 2012, mm -hmm. when I realized that it was time to release myself from the profession of being solidly a voice coach and come out, as it were, out of the spiritual closet. Because at that time, the temperature was still a little bit tepid. You know, you don't walk into the White House saying, I see angels. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it wasn't really appreciated. Today, there's a growing interest and less of a critique around people like us who are gifted, as we all are, I believe, but gifted because we've stepped forward and become clear about our message. It's very different today, and particularly in the wonder of the United States. Yes. That there's a greater openness than there is in Europe. And, you know, through this year and all that will take place within the presidential election, within the money markets, within the corporate world, because there, there are movements forward to create freedom out of these contracting energies. And as a result, there's going to be even more information about the way forward to heal our problems is through supernatural means. So let's lean into the angels. Yes. So since then, I've written books about the angels. In fact, the, the Angels of Atlantis is is here. Stuart, I have mine too. I mean, like we've, oh, yes, you, do? Of that, wow. you know, I do. I, I recommend this and, and everyone out there, the angels of Atlantis, you can go to Stuart's website. And one of the things that is such a generous gift for anyone who can search the internet to receive is with each of the angels of Atlantis. If you go to he has two websites, his Stuart Pierce website, which is his alchemy of voice and voice coaching, but also the Angels of Atlantis. If you click on the angels, there are mantras and there's a meditation, there's a prayer. And in Stuart's voice, his chanting and his divine messenger voice, which I have used your website freely, and I share your message freely with so many, but I have used it many times, whether I am in glorious self-expression and, and just want to express my joy, or I am struggling and in fear, I will ground and call in one of the angels, whether it's Haniel, Uriel, Jophiel, Metatron, Michael, any of them. So let's talk some about the angels, because this year, or earlier in the podcast, and I think it was at the end of last year, actually, after my mom died, when I would start talking to my mom, Stuart, just on the other side, and, and I will share with you personally about the experience that I had with her at her death and Jophiel coming through. I've never been in that much divine presence Jophiel held space and it was otherworldly. Even when I go to talk about it, it, and it's not just losing my mom, it is that divine energy. But when I would talk to my mom months ago after she died, I would say, Mom, Metatron, and it would come in my, just in my consciousness, in my, again, like that I am came through, in my mind's eye, in my inner soul and being, I would say, Mom, Metatron, and, and I would kind of say, what in the world? And then I realized my mom was with Metatron, Metatron was with me, and Metatron was coming through profoundly and started coming in more clearly. And, and I have followed you and learned from you for a long time and connected with the angels. But I had only up until then had a handful of 
personal, extraordinary experiences with the angels of Atlantis. But Metatron kept coming through very boldly, but also with my mother, which I found fascinating. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Metatron, the cosmic teacher who stands on the left-hand side of the, of the divine yeah. and has the key into the Akashic. So with the passing of your mom, it would create this open ring pass knot where a lot of energy from the, the cash of your soul would come pouring in to inform you about this ministry that you're engaged in. And your mother was one of the great key holders for that. And so evidently exercised Metatron to come through. Metatron is an extraordinarily powerful part of this transcendence that we're going through. Yeah. So for the listener, yes, I mean, the Angels of Atlantis says it all. We're just about, we're, we're, I've actually recreated the website, which we're op opening on Wednesday. What? Use more expansive, user-friendly, so to speak. I've been working with my extraordinary team. So we're going to open it on Wednesday. How divinely timed Valentine. that we are sharing this because Valentine's and also for this audience and beyond, this website in and of itself is superbly helpful, but I am excited for you to be ushering in a new chapter, so to speak. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Act Activating Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. I am excited for you to be ushering in a new chapter, so to speak. Suddenly there's a tremendous amount of interest, which is really, really interesting. Suddenly, you know, because I've been wanting to achieve this for the last 30 years. And now suddenly, well, actually, yeah, 37 years 37. or nearly 40 years. But Stuart, you're so young at heart. 
uh, immensely. You know, I, I'm, I mean, I may be 70, but I still feel, I feel like an 18-year-old. So, I mean, there's a lot to be achieved in the next 30 years. But the, the angels, they each have a different identity, and their identities are archetypal energies. And the archetypes are keys into our consciousness. So there is a teacher, there is a healer, there is a, an eternal companion, there is Zafkir who teaches us all about love, and of course Metatron, the cosmic teacher, with Michael, the cosmic leader. So whenever we need information, particularly when we're moving forward and acquiring, as you've done over the years, this wonderful pantechnicon of different informations that you can call upon to serve in the way that you do, Metatron comes forward. I have the oracle sitting here, and so I thought, well, I'll just see what's happening within the middle of the oracle. So I just opened it up. This is about five minutes ago. We've just been talking about community, and Raphael. here is Raphael, the holy healer, and communion. communion. And look at look at the communion of people and the angels and the orbs of light, the divine, multidimensional beings, quantum beings, their plasmic resonance, and then human consciousness, humanity. In each of the oracles, there is an expression of the five faiths. So here we have an expression of Islam, and this is the festival of the, the Hajj. And the Hajj is this extraordinary festival that takes place right in the heart of Ramadan, where pilgrims go to Mecca, which is what that scene is, and they walk around the Kaaba, this black box, which has a meteorite in it that was given to Muhammad, may his name be praised, and they walk around. So in other words, it urges praise, petition, and participation. So we feel ourselves in this extraordinary union of souls. And for some of my clients, you know, who are who were born into the Islamic faith, that have been, they say, it is the most unbelievable experience to be walking seven times around the Kaaba with you know thousands and thousands of people all chanting. As you spoke of that, the, my palms started sweating, my heart rate just increased. And, and I want to encourage you all listening to notice the sensations in your body and again, whether it is in delight, divine communion, human communion, it is all the same, or you are in fear and worry and doubt, these angels are, are here. There are beings here to help us. We are not alone, and we are in an age of awakening where consciousness and the planet, the planet Earth in our star system is coming to a new life. So this thing that troubles all of us, I feel so alone. Yeah. Because we've been caught, we've caught up in the neuroses of separation rather than being in the glory of diversity. If we can drop another L in the word alone, we have all one. Words are so powerful in not only their alliteration, but words, extraordinary, all in one, all one. And as you've shared so beautifully, once we actually allow ourselves to drop into the possibility of, oh, you mean my aloneness is preparing me to feel all oneness. Suddenly in that moment, the space-time continuum shifts and there's a quantum leap experience. Now that's the miracle. That's what miracles really mean. Miracles mean a change of perception. So we move away from, oh, woe is me, and you know, and often I don't want to trivialize 
what we're experiencing because it often can be raw and rank and ghastly. But the point is in those experiences, we're being given an opportunity of healing the darkness in service to our other brothers and sisters, meaning the collective of humankind, so that we can move into a position where we start radiating a force and then we are lifted up by the grace of God, by the angels. Yes. Who don't decide for us. They provide us with the energetic mm-hmm. field of upliftment. Yes. And that sovereignty that you were talking about, this movement, when we talk about a shift in consciousness from a patriarchal setup to finding the inner king or queen, the sovereignty of our true register, our true voice, our true note, as you say, to use the language that you have brought forth. And for for people listening, what comes to me is a few months ago, I had made a business decision and so much of my work prior to stepping into spirituality, mind, body, spirit connection, using my gifts of, of mediumship and precognition one-to-one. I was in healthcare and I stepped out on this journey. And so I had worked in leadership in healthcare organizations and done it well and enjoyed it. And there was meaning and purpose with from a healing capacity, obviously, being in healthcare and hospice. I worked in, in hospice for a, a long time. But in doing this, I thought I am supposed to come full circle and work with organizations and corporations. And so I, I dove headfirst into embracing that and wanting to bring it into organizations. And what I came up against over and over, they were old stories of patriarchal resistance. We're not ready for this. We actually, many leaders, we are leaders, I'm using that in quotation marks, many <laughs> CEOs, COOs, we're really not ready to give the sovereignty to our teams, our people, the essence or the soul of the organization, because we are afraid we will lose control. And at first I took it Of course, because this was my human response, was I took it personally. I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. They're they're not taking me seriously. Even though I I can know my audience and utilize my language skills and my intuitive skills, I was going back into this old fear. So a few months ago, I was in communion with a friend, and I was distraught. I've I've invested this time. I'm doing my work, but I, I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to. I know I get in trouble when I use broad strokes like always, never, supposed to, should, trying. And I, I'm supposed to do this work, and it's so hard. And then I would talk about soul sessions and divine conversations I was having with people who have been way showers and teachers for me, like yourself. And I would light up and I would be animated. And of course, in that true register and my vibration would change. And and one of my dear friends said to me, Amanda, when you talk about this corporate stuff, you become small. Everything changes. And when you when you speak from your voice, when you're talking about uplifting people, helping them get curious, your whole being shifts and you radiate follow that. There's your answer. It's always our voice. As you so brilliantly share, our voice will guide the way when we are in touch with it through the heart. It is the song of our soul. So becoming aware of the cognizance of our soul, the sense of our soul, the awareness of our soul, 
suddenly we as physical beings, spiritual beings having a physical existence, our bodies become illuminated with the power of sound. There's a wonderful story which encapsulates it. I love this story because it's so cute. Uh, this goes back into the sands of time and was, I believe, written by a very famous poet called Hafiz. Yeah, a Sufi. Wasn't he a, a Sufi? Sufi. Mm -hmm. So this is before Rumi. Mm -hmm. A Hafiz story goes that the Divine One created a statue of clay in his image, or today we would say his or her image, and asked the soul to enter the statue of clay but the soul refused. Why would the soul, which was ubiquitous and could be anywhere, why would it want to be in a statue of clay? And so the divine decided to ask the angels to sing a seraphic chorus. And the soul was so enchanted by the seraphic chorus that the soul agreed to enter the statue of clay. And so began Adam Cadman. So began the original form of humanness. And so we have within our clay bodies, we have that sound, which is the angel's sound, but also our own sound. They secreted within us a note of resonance, a tone, which is unique to us, just as unique as our blueprint or our DNA. It, no other human being has the note that you have. And understandably, therefore, looking into the context of the zone that we're moving out of, where we all have to become the same, of course the patriarchy would suppress our voices so that we would actually have the sound of the patriarchy. And now what's happening is that people are discovering their own voices, their own note. I mean, bless her, this is what Diana really did, which is why, for example, I, I, had, to write, I had to write this book, Diana, The Voice of Change, you know, which has become a bestseller because it's all about how when she discovered her voice, she allowed us to also discover our own voices and to recognize the one simple degree that our vulnerability is our truest strength. And it doesn't mean that we have to equate with the cerebral environment of the world alone, that you know that, that area can be looked after by those people who traffic the intellect. But actually, those of us that are of the soul and the heart, through sensitivity, through vulnerability, through compassion, through empathy, through kindness, and through unconditional love, we can bring about great change. And that's exactly what she did, of course. So, you know, I wrote the book for the ladies of the world. Um, so, well, for the women and the men, but not the men and the women, the women and the men. <laughs> You're so aware of this shift, and it is bringing into harmony and resonance the right and left hemispheres of the brain. I encourage people, and again, it's this accessibility. Our spirituality is accessible in, like I said, for me at the grocery store. I find yeah. grace and communion at the grocery store, out in public. I, f I find it in intimacy and many other ways like you do and, and our listeners. But also it is accessible. And I will share with people, you know, brush your teeth with the opposite hand. And as you do that and it's awkward and you're laughing, laugh and say this is awkward and then say, I am interconnecting the right and left hemispheres of my brain. My head is connecting with my heart. And that simple act, another trick or tool I use is 
bowing my chin to my chest and breathing, literally bowing my brain, my head into my heart, it actually shifts the brain frequency into an altered state. And I can do that when I get an email, Stuart, that sets me off and I go into, well, didn't you read my, you know, I get indignant. I can feel those energies. And if I will just step back and breathe and reconstruct and open up my being and then respond, I get out of that terminal uniqueness and into that divine unique voice where I can respond with a boundary or compassion versus this reactive, polarized state as I want to, we want to come into resonance. It's in the divine blueprint. We are in extraordinarily profound and enlightening times. I'm with you absolutely. Of course, this territory is very familiar. But, you know, so that people can really see that we're talking about that we can use duality because we know we're living a binary system. Nothing is singular, everything is plural on this planet. But we can see that we have the hybrid nature of the supernatural. So we can make those moments sacred by creating our own meditation temples at home, our own sanctuaries, and we have an altar by which we are altered. But at the same time, what's wonderful that you're saying is that you draw the divine into the humility of those moments where we're looking after our bodies, you know, whether it be washing our, cleaning our teeth, having a shower, me shaving, mm -hmm. or going into the grocery store, or going in to get gas at the mm -hmm. gas station. We can turn those moments into hallowed moments by just allowing ourselves to be present, to be consciously alive. Is this a moment of grace? You know, as we, for example, smile at somebody who's just appeared into the gas station at 150 miles an hour <laughs> because they're in a hurry yeah. and they bang into something like the, the garbage can or something. But we look at them, we smile rather than criticize and denigrate so that we're always, always bringing them to a higher order. And, you know, I'm very fortunate because I spend a lot of time working with people online. Hundreds of people come to me for soul readings. So I see what's going on around the world in a very humble way, you know, being taken into people's lives. And then I springboard into, gymnastically springboard into meeting a great one in the world. I had a remarkable meeting on Saturday. I met a woman who was right at the fore of the creation of social media way back 25, 30 okay. years ago. And, you know, working with people like Mark Zuckerberg and so forth and so forth, and has created three highly successful companies around the world that she would create and then sell into merger, create, sell into merger. And she's just created another unique social media platform, which is going to be a media platform full of love and co-creation and ecological change. Now, how exciting! All around the world, a pouring yes. investment into this moment, and she is one of the most beautiful people that I've ever met. One of the most beautiful women that I've ever met. The whole of her conversation is this conversation that we're having about beauty, about high-level thought, about love permeating everything. And I also met her two boys, 
And these are two remarkable young men who are full of the incandescence of her love. So I just wanted to give people hope that there are within the world in these situations where the thought keepers sit at work. There are people who are awakening, who have vision for the future. And how breathtaking for you to share that because it gives this element of hope. It is happening. Our voices will come together and space is being created, especially through influential innovators who have the means and the capacity, the technological knowledge to hold space and create space for our voices to come together more holistically rather than the more linear social media, the platforms that we have that can feel very singular or oppressive or receiving our divinity from something that is utterly not of worth, not not of the value that we have incarnate within. Yeah. So our big conversation really started with how she can bring harmony into the vision of her project and then the mechanism of creating the realistic nature of what the project is all about. And the conversation that we had was so fantastic as we reached into allowing people to find their voice and therefore we come together in harmony Yeah, because that's the one thing that we will do. This has been a wonderful conversation and thank you so much. Thank you. I adored this conversation with Stuart and hope you take away powerful messages. Here are a few things to reflect on. One, embrace and connect with your true voice. You are the only being with your voice, your note. You are sovereign. Today and tomorrow, how will you choose to dive into your richness, your worth, your power, and express your creativities? Think about that. Choose something that engages all of you and lights you up. Number two, remember that your vulnerability is your truest strength and living in your truth is what you are hardwired to do. When you are vulnerable, you live in your truth, your natural essences of joy and vitality. And then it creates this blissful co-creation with nature, the universe, and the divine. I hope that this conversation inspired you to be thirsty for more joy, more vitality, more bliss. Because I know for me, when I feel that synergy and that alignment, it's like an eternal high. And of course, we can't live in it all the time. But the more we seek it, the more that it seeks us. Thirdly, be in collaboration and in community. I love this one. By doing that, we find grace and stillness and connection that is enriching. Pay attention to the moments and the people that bring that energy and synergy of joy, delight, bliss, and all of those expressive vital energies into your life. Who are the people that you get to share that with and enjoy yourself being yourself with? As Stuart says, Those of us that are of the soul and the heart, 
through sensitivity, through vulnerability, through compassion, empathy, kindness, and unconditional love, together we can bring through great change. Let's be a part of great change together. You can follow Stuart Pierce or check out his resources at stuartpierce.com or the Angels of Atlantis website. Be well, everyone. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.